Who do you think Arnold is? Well, I've got a theory. Could be Bernard, a robot Bernard. No, something isn't right there. I've got a theory. Could be Dolores. He hid himself inside a massive robot mind. Yes, I've got a theory. We should podcast fast. Every week, a new hot take. We cannot take them back. Westworld, more like West Universe, West Multiverse. Welcome, my friends, to Shows What You Know. This is just a quick take. Quick take. Quick take. Uh, That's right. We'll just check it in. Uh, Well, this is just me by myself because Jacob is traipsing across the globe right now. So uh, we don't have enough time to sit down and uh, do a proper podcast, but we figured we'd both check in with our thoughts. Uh, I'll give my thoughts, and then after that, you'll hear Jacob give his thoughts, which will probably be like hearing someone say the same thing and then another person say that exact same thing. We also have some listener feedback that we didn't get to yet, Um, so we'll get to that first. Uh, Matt C., this is coming hot off of our episode six six discussion. Uh, hey, Jim and him. I'd like to start off by saying that I love you guys' show. This is the only television review podcast I listen to. It's really helped me understand just how much of a plebe I am when it comes to thinking about the TV I consume in terms of where the show may be heading or predicting what may happen next. I can honestly say that if I didn't listen to your show, I would have never considered the possibility that there were multiple timelines or that it might be presenting its plot in a nonlinear fashion. Uh, we can't take full credit for that, but uh, you're welcome. After listening to your reviews and then watching the show with the different theories in mind, I'm reminded of when I stumbled onto the Mr. Robot subreddit around Season 2, Episode 3, and first learned of the, quote, prison theory. Did I say the show which mustn't be named? Uh, that's a 10 lashings for me. <clears throat> which I thought, which is, I thought that even if it is true, it doesn't really add anything to my viewing experience. Don't get me wrong, I'm not comparing the shows directly. I think Westworld is still a better show overall, It's just that whenever I consider these theories while watching the show, all I can think is, why are the writers making me do this? I don't want to piss on other people's parades here because I know a lot of people really like the maze and the timelines and all that, but it honestly just seems kind of like filler to me. I mean, if these ideas are so cool, they couldn't have been more interesting to start from that point a few episodes in as opposed to waiting the whole season to just pull a gotcha on the audience. I'm not saying they can't have cryptic clues or nonlinear plot lines, just that if you want to be primer, then be primer. What I mean is introduce the concept more clearly and make it actual part of your story. Don't mask major conceits of your show so much that only theory jerkers on Reddit and the reviewer elites figure it out before its finale. Uh, I think those are all fair statements and ideas, but I, I, I think what you're saying is absolutely correct. The questions you're saying, your questions you're asking are correct. I, I still think this is too early to judge as, as far as Westworld is concerned. Um, even if these predictions are the tr- are true and we kind of caught it before you know we're supposed to, whether it be due to Reddit threads or people online or just discussion discussing the show and kind of figure out where it's going, we can't judge it yet until we get the full picture, in my opinion. And... It reminds me of a recent movie that just came out. I, I don't want to say which movie uh, because it will potentially spoil it. But it depends on what this means for the show and what they're trying to say. There are a couple of hints in this most recent episode, episode eight, I think, that start to eh, 
they don't completely save everything, but they start to gel why they might be doing what they're doing and why they're setting up this quote twist. Now, the difference to me is if it's if it's simply a, tr- a twist to be like, haha, I didn't see that coming. Then, yeah, for the most part, that's usually just an in the moment thing and it doesn't last the test of time. Now, if it becomes more of a reveal and it serves the characters and the story a bit more, then yes, it's must, much more valid. I know I'm kind of stating the obvious here, but there are some hints in this latest episode talking about hosts and the way hosts, the way they have their memories and the way they remember things. They don't, it's not like a human memory that's fuzzy and feelings and moments and a jumble. It's hard to describe a memory because a memory is so much to us, but it's still not, it's also not that uh, trustworthy in a way. Whereas if you're based essentially a computer, you're reliving a memory and it could jumble up. And, and again, it's very similar to this movie that uh, recently came out. I don't want to say the movie because if you haven't seen it, it will spoil it. But if you have seen it, I think you know what I'm talking about. And when you do see it, you'll know what I'm talking about. And I don't know, maybe this movie somehow saved Westworld for me because it started making me think about that in a different light. And this latest episode tackled it a bit. Like I said, the way they talked about, and we see it with Dolores in that scene where she relives her memory and is, is almost shoots herself in the head because she's, she doesn't know. She, she's at the point where, where am I? When am I? What's going on? You don't know what your past, present, or future is because everything's so clear and you can bounce in and out of it. And I kind of really like what that introduces. Now, how that relates to what we see backstage and all that. I mean, if we're strictly from a host's point of view, it would be much easier to defend. But being that we see things backstage, it's a little bit different. Although I guess Arnold, I'm not Arnold, uh, Bernard, was that Freudian slip, huh? Bernard. Uh, Bernard could be our anchor there as well if if we kind of see him as the point of viewpoint but there really isn't quite a point of view with this show uh so i could just um, maybe i'm just making excuses and trying to be optimistic uh but basically what i'm saying is i agree with you but i don't think we're there yet we're not we're not show which, which must not be named we want to give it at least the season see where the season ends and then we can you know figure out how we feel about it and how it works especially in hindsight. <clears throat> uh, now, I touched on a little bit of the episode but before we get a little uh, more detail. Uh, we did get an email as well from David Thomas. Uh, you can email us, by the way, at showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com. Okay. After seeing the host that welcomed William to the park is now part of Wyatt's crew, uh, now part of Wyatt's crew, I'm reluctantly on board with this quote, two timeline theory. And I know calling it the two timeline theory, it's not exactly accurate. We're basically, we're just saying we're looking, it's one timeline, but we we're looking at it from different points of view, being that William is a younger version of the man in black. We just don't know that yet. Uh, also, did they replace Dolores with Wyatt? The murderous flashback she had looked similar to the one Teddy had about Wyatt. Maybe that's why he helped Wyatt kill all those people. Because it wasn't really Wyatt. It was Dolores. And they had a Bonnie and Clyde thing going on. And then they changed Dolores' story and created this Wyatt guy to fill her old story. Or maybe Wyatt's just a nickname Dolores uses and Teddy and MIB are going to meet her. 
I uh, I don't know. Um, I took that scene because uh, in this newest episode, uh, Dolores brings William to what we what we can assume is kind of like the earliest version of the park, the first town, probably, and because we're seeing that where they're dancing and they're still kind of they're not quite the hosts we know and love of. Uh, you know, present day for lack of a better description. Uh, they're a little bit more, they're, they're still, they're, they seem janky and not quite, you know, they can't quite dance. And Dolores is there, but then Dolores wipes them out. I saw that more as possibly a malfunctioning type thing, but I mean, who knows? It could be part of a storyline. I do think, I, I already said it a couple episodes ago, I do think Dolores is the, maybe not Wyatt, but this idea of the maze and the person who keeps dying over and over again. I think Dolores is very tied into that and she's, you know, not going to be the damsel anymore, as she said. Uh, and I think in this episode, Maeve had a very similar quote. It was like, I'm going to write my own fucking story. Oh uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, a lot of good ideas there. A lot of, a lot of good thoughts. I don't, I think there's a lot of interesting stuff and we're kind of back to, you know, after the last episode with a big kind of reveal with Bernard, we're back to kind of the, here's a little information for you. Here's a little new nugget for you. Where are things going from there? Um, it was interesting to, I mean, cause everyone, we all had the question, at least I did, you know, okay, what about Bernard's story? Because, on one hand, Bernard's story does fit to a T what they've been telling us they do to a host where you want to give a host this, you know, not not so much tortured, but there's some sort of tragedy that kind of points you towards whatever goal you have now, which in a weird way is just human. It's just humanity in general. Now, we can't really trust Ford. Ford tells him, no, you know, your wife and your wife and daughter, that's just a storyline. Uh, your wife and son, I'm sorry. That's just a storyline. Of course, Bernard. I love that now it's just freely. Bernard's like, oh, I'm a robot. Talk to me. Uh, and Ford tells him, no, that's not your real. That's not real. You're just a host. But we can't trust him. We know that. He, no matter, that's the, the genius of this show is Ford could say something and we could either just never come back to it again and take that as fact, or we just know there's going to be uh, some reveal that, oh, no, of course, Ford's a liar. He talks, he hangs out with hosts, acts like they're humans, and he lies to them constantly. Uh, we get a lot with Maeve again in this episode, and it really does, the, the, the addition of Maeve really makes, kind of in a weird way, hammers home this idea that uh, Dolores and William is in the past, and Man in Black and Maeve and stuff is in present day. Even though weirdly enough, Dolores did have is the one that almost kind of triggered this with the violent delights quote. But because it feels like maybe Dolores was on this path then and something's gonna happen that kills that, and Maeve is kind of picking up that mantle now um and bringing us to the next step of robot revolution. Uh it, there's some decent stuff, and I like her character, but uh, the the fucking Sylvester guy is awful. Like it's probably not the actor's fault. They're giving him terrible stuff to work with, and they're directing them really bad. He's just constantly yelling and being annoying. And it's there's a lot of suspension of disbelief that no one has noticed that they're up to something. Now 
They could easily explain this away again by having like, ooh, Ford uh, knew all along and this is what he wanted. Or Arnold's, you know, in the machine, like wiping out the security cameras because they did show that Bernard can go in and basically do his old Adobe After Effects on his tablet and erase himself from the camera. Uh, interestingly enough, they didn't go with the way that everyone thought where they were going to make a robot Teresa. They actually just were like, hey, here's Teresa. She's dead. Uh, very interesting scene. I like that. The way Ford and uh, Tessa Thompson's character, when he was talking about her, you know, how she was, Teresa was trying to get in, uh, um, information out of the park, trying to get the source code, what have you. And it was this little, you know, little chess match because they both know that they're lying to each other and they kind of know, you know, and it's like, well, I just want you to know that I know that, you know, you get what I'm saying. Um, so, you know, Teddy, uh, Teddy's getting flashes now, I guess reveries or what have you. And Teddy's remembering the man in black, uh, man in black, like, like David Thomas referencing this message, uh, Man in Black does run upon the host that greeted William uh, back in episode two that was like, you know, hey, while well, you pick your hat and maybe we can hang out here and fuck for days. But now she's a part of Wyatt's storyline. It's very interesting stuff. And he even has a comment like, oh, I can't believe they kept you around. Uh, you know, but I guess Ford likes to keep things around, etc. So my, more clues. I, I would love if if they were just the show's been done before it premiered, but if they somehow knew, if they somehow knew we would have this theory and they were like, let's put in little hints, make it seem like this theory is true. And then it's like a double turn. It's not true at all. And it was just all a trick. Um, so yeah, De Delor I think the, 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 my favorite scene was the Dolores stuff. When are we, um, you know, we run into the host and then Maeve. The one thing I did like, I like that because Maeve has her attributes are up so high. So she's so smart and she can control things. And I listen to a little Jacob's thing and he, he has a lot of my problems with that. He's going to explain. So I'll let him handle that. But I did like that at one point, at least she was trying to learn about her daughter. And then she's like, you know what? No, it doesn't matter because you know what? It doesn't matter. You're, you know, you're a robot now, so you don't fucking care about that. But I guess there's something to be said for the memories are still there. Even though you know it's not a real thing the way this AI is, you still have that feeling. So I guess there's a drive, but I kind of wish that she was just like, you know what? Fuck it. Don't matter. Who cares? And I'm just waiting for them to realize this army is these hosts that are just in a warehouse shut down. Um, and we learned more about the man in black, his backstory. He killed Maeve and he killed the daughter. But now it's a little interesting because it's not so much that he did something to her. She just kind of reacted. So Maeve is kind of the chosen one, at least based on the Man in Black story. So maybe this is where we've been going all along. Maeve is the Neo of Westworld and we're seeing her path. Uh, but then she does a lot of stupid things and then just ends up getting taken at the end. Like what a dumb for someone with all this intelligence and everything. What a dumb way to use your powers and just get taken like an idiot. But anyways, I've rambled on not long enough. I know I've missed some stuff. Uh, I know J Jacob's coming up right after me. He's going to talk about some stuff as well. We're going to try to keep checking in with you guys and then have one big wrap-up show together once he gets back. But 
We're going to keep the dream alive while he's away. Thanks, everybody. Hello, and welcome to Shows What You Know. Or should I say, let's get this shows on what you know road. Jesus. Yes, I, I probably should say that because I am on the road. I am in the uck. That is the correct pronunciation. The uck of uh, uh, Great Britain and Ireland. And so we are unable to record an actual real podcast right now, me and Jim, but uh, we're gonna, don't worry, we're gonna fucking tell you what to think about Westworld anyway, because uh, there's not enough people doing that, you know? So so we need to do it. Episode 8, is it? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Uh, Sandy Newton. She is the, yeah, the, the actor playing Maeve. She, she's, she's... She, she, what what's she doing? The, her whole storyline. I'm I'm stepping back a bit, looking back a few episodes. Uh, well, to the to episode two, her she's been like almost the main character of the show for a while, and it hasn't been working quite right, has it? Because it feels a bit forced, in my opinion. Her whole thing, like making her the main almost character. How does that even... It doesn't work. We we care about Dolores, or at least we did, because we were spending time with her at once, and we were like, you know, the fly, when she swatted the fly on her... That was great! And Sandy, what, what's, what's she been doing? There's just a little bit too much noise in their storyline, you know? Like, the tech guys who refuse to do anything logical. Finally, one of the tech guys realizes, hey, what are we doing? We could just wipe this uh, robot, remember? Uh, but the other guy's like, oh, I'm in love with her or something. So uh, so he, so he, so she kills the guy, uh, which wouldn't make sense. But then, in, then she also is like, yes, you have my permission to unmurder him. She says to the other technician, who's like, of course, of course, my queen, Khaleesi. So she, he dives forward and burns uh, his throat shut. That makes even less sense than just, like, if you're going to hurt him, hurt him. I guess it was to check if she could hurt people, but, like, just commit. If you're going to do it, go all the way, please. I don't know. I'm just not excited about this whole storyline. Are you excited about the storyline? I mean, wouldn't people have noticed her interference pretty quick? I mean, finally, she does get uh, her superpowers and starts using them for kind of useless things that she could have just achieved without... Uh, without that upgrade, uh, mostly anyway, she could have. It would have been cooler if she just made a deal with the bandit and like made a plan of, of on her own. But it, anyway, it goes south when she slashes uh, the other prostitute, new new Clementine. But shouldn't it have gone south way before that? You know, in the robbery when she was telling people to do other shit. Because we saw like behind the scenes during one of those robberies, and it was. Uh, pretty detail managed like oh there's a family coming in from out of town and they no one noticed that she was just like kill this person do this ha 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 dance for me puppets nobody cared so yeah i don't know i'm not completely on board with this uh stuff also we get more of her backstory obviously and we get this line again the pain is all i have left of her i guess the daughter which is like, they really like recycling lines in this show. I know it's supposed to be the in-universe writers, you know, recycling lines for, like, yeah, it's like progressing. It's it's only robots saying the same stuff back and forth. But it feels like out-of-universe writers are doing that too, right? 
But we also have other storylines, such as, for example, Bernard, who cleans up the killing of his uh, girlfriend. And, um, yeah, he's a robot. I hope uh, Jim put a spoiler warning on this. Uh, obviously, the spoiler, everyone, I mean, we all, we all knew, we or we do know now, uh, it's, it's going to be one of those Snape is Dumbledore things, because we... Yeah, that's right. I said it. Snape is Dumbledore. Stay woke. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck was I talking about? Um, yes, anyway, Bernard's covering his track. He's kind of, unfortunately, Bernard, to me, I don't know how you feel, but he's become a bit less interesting because just like Dolores and just like almost every robot, he's getting stuff wiped. And in a best case scenario, it could have gone like, okay, we're spending time with Bernard, we know Bernard, and Bernard's a robot, and it would have been like, we care, we care, we care, we still care, but for me, it's like, oh, the character Bernard is like, hidden in the code, or, or something, like, we don't really, he's, he's gone now, and now, now we got another robot here, a robot face, and yeah, maybe Bernard can get unlocked, and like start doing a revolution it could be really great but right now it's not super interesting we also get more insight into ford's head uh because uh <laughs> he's kind of a monster and he's he's fascinated with bernard like oh these emotions <laughs> so hilarious like he is he's doing all the things that we were joking about people doing like oh why are they doing why are they tormenting these robots no he just he just does that and he has this little uh speech saying there's no clear line between consciousness and uh, not conscious. And I like that take on it. Uh, why complicate things? I mean, he's clearly a maniac, but also the more we get to know him, he also seems more and more similar to myself. L like, all the things he's doing, I would do all those things if I was the fucking mad circus uh, leader of this uh, park. So, uh, yeah take from that what you will i also yeah we, we saw we saw a little flash of him when he when bernard asks like you never made me do this before did you and ford's like of course not and we see a little flash of him choking elsie so that solves that little enigma i never really loved her but i guess i'm a little sad that she's uh, dead for sure now she's totally dead also finally man in black he tells his little backstory there when he's captured by uh, teddy who starts remembering stuff like the barn. And yeah, I know this doesn't, like, disprove your timeline stuff or anything like that, but doesn't it kind of make him less interesting? I mean, does he also have to call himself a god? I mean, that's another repeating line, like I was saying earlier. Like, what I know they're supposed to be, like, mirroring, like, oh, the man in black versus Ford. But, I mean, come on, it's just kind of a shit line. Couldn't he have something else... Uh, some other part, because because the, the this is one of those cases where the mystery was definitely cooler, uh, because now it's like oh you know my wife killed himself so now I am a crazy person in the park. Well, he's not a crazy person; he's the sanest person around. But um, yeah, so the whole wife suicide it smells like a written story, and I don't know. Like I'm not saying he's a host. But come on, if they really wrote that and made him deliver that, and that's supposed to be totally natural, uh, I don't know, isn't it kind of shit? Am I the only one who thinks it's kind of shit? I don't know. Uh, but but that's the thing, like, anything in this show, people could just say, well, of course it's shit. It's because it's a host, and he was programmed, and that was this, and this was that. I don't know. 
I wasn't terribly excited uh, about this episode, maybe because I was watching it after having traveling all after having traveled all day and in the middle of the night, and I was uh, not at my sharpest. I may have missed details, so I look forward to hearing Jim's thoughts and also your thoughts, which you can send to shows what you know show at gmail.com. We're also on Anchor, uh, the Anchor app, and other places. So you know the drill. Check us out, jimandthem.com, awesomepedia.org. See you next time.